You're listening to County Live with me, Martin Johnson, over here. And me, Martin Johnson, over here. He gets everywhere. Um, <laughs> we're here on a... We're here on a... What is it? Oh, it's, it's only Tuesday. It's Tuesday. But you, like Judah Chalmers, are going on another holiday. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to the pictures tonight. To, I am. To... Uh, with your mother, because it's your mother-in-law's birthday. You're no, it's good, my mother's. Birthday. Oh, your mother's birthday. I do apologise. You're a, you're a good lad. What are you taking her to see? Um, the Bruce Springsteen film. Ah, right. Okay. By the light. Uh, She's mad on Bruce, isn't she? She's, is she? Yeah, he's the boss. He is the boss. But you can't, you know, you can't have. A, I won't have a word said against Bruce Springsteen. No, nope, me neither. Fantastic. Me neither. Well, you can give us your film review next week when you've when you've been. I will. I'll look forward to that. And you're on your holidays tomorrow, so. Yeah. But by the time that happens, we'll have Jim slotted into this podcast. Uh, but let's start at the start. I'm not saying I predicted it. I knew it was going to be tough, but bad day Saturday. Not an enjoyable watch <clears throat> from a Stockport County perspective. Um, it's it, there seems to be some things that never change. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you'll put the the correct quote in my mouth if I misquote it. But there are some things you can um, set your clocks to. You know, it's. Is it death, taxes, and defeat by Chorley? Um, okay, we don't lose every game to Chorley, and we are not certainly a, a, we are certainly a better football team than they are. It's just some kind of hoodoo hold they have over us. And I asked John Kieran before the game on Saturday, "Are you a suspicious man?" And he said, "No, but <laughs> um, certain things always seem to happen." And Courtney he meant superstitious, was he? What did I say? Su- suspicious. Suspicious. Well, he was suspicious as well. Suspicious, man. <laughs> see, I kept, yeah. Very superstitious. That's there you was, go. Two yeah. for the price of one. Two, look at you, you little karaoke star. Yeah. Um, Courtney Mepp and Walters um, will have had the afternoon. He might have had a bit of a headache come Saturday mm. evening because all afternoon, thank you very much, he'll just head that one back. Thank you very much, he'll head that back. And if he misses it, You've got the very capable Scott Leather and the experienced Andy Teague either side uh, who will just thank you very much. We'll have that. Thank you very much. And the poor old um, Joe Piggott who's coming for his debut doesn't really get a sniff. Now Bell comes on and a little bit more opens up but uh, nothing credible. And you think, okay, uh, could we potentially look to the fact that there were fitness issues over the likes of Elliot Osborne, Dan Cowan, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe that that was the case. But ultimately, um, the playbook was was followed again. That Chorley just have this hold over us. Am I frustrated and annoyed? Well, I was a bit frustrated on the day. Is it going to ruin my season? No, because I think we'll finish higher than them. I think we've got more to celebrate than they have. Uh, we've got a more decorated history than they. We are a bigger club than they are. Uh, and just like Brackley in the division below, when we eventually do step away from them in a, in a division, be it if they go down this season or if we go up this or next season, that'll just be another blot on the copybook. And I know that sounds really bitter, but it is what it is. Well, it, it's yeah, it's not bitter. But, yeah, there's, there's some teams, you know, back in the day, my dad used to call them bogey teams and Tom yeah. teams. And, you know, look, let's... Look at how great County have played over the last few weeks. They were going to run out of steam. They were going to, you know, maybe not run out of steam, but, they, you know, a, a tougher game was going to come along. And I suppose when you put the psychology of facing them into the mix, that was bound to happen. But we said what we, you know, what we wanted, not necessarily a result, but a good performance. And 50%, how much of a good performance was it? I mean, it wasn't great. <laughs> 
if, uh, if, if we're honest. Um, I just... It was just a really difficult one, and usually I get a bit bummed out when I, you know, if if I'm sitting in the stands and and not doing a, a, as much commentary or, or whatever. But I, I would have found that really difficult to commentate on because um, they, you know, they 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 made it, Chorley made it look a lot better. We made them look a lot better than they were, um, and we didn't. We just didn't ask the question enough of them. But like you say, the the start of the season, I'm certainly not going to get downbeat about it. You know, we we have a load of positives to look at. The the old cliche: it takes ten games for the league table to take shape. Okay, we played ten league games. We're in a playoff position. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You would have taken it. You would have taken it if you'd, if you'd have said this is what County's results going to be, but it will include a three nil defeat at Jolly. You'd buy it. You know, ten, all hands would have been bitten off. Ten games ago, if someone had said. Would you take fifth, seventh? You'd have said yes. <laughs> yes, thank you. Doesn't, doesn't matter how we get there. So, um, yeah, we, we live and learn. And I think th- there's a really good opportunity against Aldershot at the weekend, who were a team who only survived relegation last season because of the misfortune of other clubs. Um, you know, they look like they're going to be down there again this season. So, what better way to dust yourself down um, than to just Go, go and blow the cobwebs away at home. Big crowd, Edgeley Park. Uh, go and you know, go go and win convincingly. Go and put on a a good performance. Because we've said in the past, it doesn't matter. It does matter if you win or lose. But what matters almost as much, what you remember, is the way you performed. And on Saturday, it wasn't a good performance. The team won't come. The fans won't be going away from that, uh, remembering that one for for a long, long time. If County can go and put a great display on at the weekend, people will forget Chorley pretty quick. Well, I'm sure all those sentiments are just about to be echoed in Chris's interview with County Manager Jim Gannon. Jim, a little bit of a different time uh, than usual. Uh, and we're going to start with some breaking news. Um, yeah, um, it's been a strange week behind the scenes. Um, and we've um, been talking to Jake Kirby, who's found uh, his time at the club difficult in terms of dealing with injuries. And um, he, he's been playing with pins in his knee and lots of pain and I think he's decided that he'd like to take a break from football and step back and just give his body a real chance of fully recovering um, I think sometimes when you're in football and you you have difficulties it can be quite draining I think um, it's a difficult decision for Jake but we've tried to support him as much as we could throughout this period in terms of dealing how he feels about football and about his injuries and about life in general and um, so we've allowed um we support him in his decision to, to leave the club at this stage and uh, to concentrate on other things away from football. Let's just speak about Jake for a moment. Obviously, it wasn't his first spell at the club. Um, he warmed to a, a lot of the fans warmed to him in his first spell. He showed glimpses of it this time. He's clearly a talented footballer, but it's just it's unfortunate when injury strikes. We knew last year was going to be a difficult time for Jake coming back from the injuries he's had, um, and there was always going to be secondary injuries. Um, but he, he showed glimpses against Ashton and other games like Maidstone where you think he's back. And then he had the most unfortunate look with injuries um, at Brackley, uh, falling on his shoulder. And more recently against Wrexham. And I think that it's um, it's worn him thin, I think, in terms of, you know, he's never been able to really fully enjoy and express himself and play with the freedom without pain or injury. Um, but yeah, no, talented, talented player. I mean, the pre-season he had was really exciting. 
and we were really looking forward to him playing a big part. And uh, he'd worked his way back into the team and unfortunately got an injury. And, um, you know, we tried to explain to him that the injury's only a couple of weeks, but I think it's it's built on more difficult ground than that for, for Jake. Um, mass, massive decision for him, a difficult decision. And uh, everybody's been quite supportive in terms of just respecting his desire to, to find a place where he can perhaps uh, find a little bit more happiness, a bit more um, relaxation in, in terms of what he's doing going forward and um, to take that maybe physical or mental stress away from him that, that he's, he's finding hard to deal with at the moment. So um, we wish him well and we we obviously will keep a close eye on him and keep in touch with him on a personal level. But it's a, it's a difficult time for both him and us. Um, but we've worked through that and uh, as a club, we just have to move on now. Um, we've been looking for players to support the group, um, but obviously that 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 look has been a little bit more concentrated, especially in the last couple of weeks. Of course, that leaves a hole then in the number eleven slot. Darren Stevenson um, still in recovery from the broken leg, so you you've brought a body in. Yeah, um, a, a couple of players are finding where they stand with their clubs, um, but Joe Leasley's a player that I've admired for a long time. Um, I liked him as a player at um, Alfreton and when he came out of Matlock today I thought he stepped up to that level brilliantly. Um, obviously moved to Harrogate and had a sensational year in terms of their promotion season. I think I think he was voted um, the National North Player of the Year uh, for an incredible goal scoring and assist record. Um, they've carried that journey on Harrogate and Joe last season. Um, but I think um, Simon at Harrogate's tried to perhaps change the structure of the team, try to bring in more experience, um, different types of players. Um, and I think when we played them recently, they changed shape and Joe was the player that lost out. Um, uh, obviously, he's considering he wants to play and uh, Simon would like him out playing. Um, so at this stage, we thought it was a perfect fit for us and uh, showed an interest, a keen interest straight away. Um, and that interest has sort of grown over the last week and um, absolutely delighted to have him join us. Um, initially to, to January and then obviously as a club uh, at board level um, and strategic level we need to sit down and, and, and talk about how we get players like Joe to join us and build um, for the next phase of our growth as a club going forward but initially it's a long to, to January to to cover that, that side where I think we've used I think five or six different players between. Um, but, you know, it, it gives Darren a little bit of opportunity to take time to get back to fitness. Um, but Darren will come back, I'm sure, well before Christmas. But um, he'll just strengthen the squad. And uh, Joe's versatility is a, is a great asset to us. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to working with him. It's a player that I think will just uh, uh, give us a, a great balance across the front line in terms of the, the attacking options, you know. With Adam, what Adam's doing off the right, it'd be nice to have a player of similar uh, athletic ability and skill off the left. And if we have that, then I, I feel that we'd be much more balanced team. Just, to, just finally on on Joe, then it must give you some confidence knowing that a he knows this level, but b he's recently transitioned from the north as well. So he's almost been on a similar journey to a lot of county players. You've you've kept the squad together, the majority of the squad together that got promotion, he's been through that journey just the year before, the promotion from the North to the National, and now he's familiar with this level. Well, I think um, it's not just a transition. Obviously, he's made that transition comfortably, um, and Harrogate have made that step up and become contenders for promotion at um, national level, um, and Joe's been a very much part of that. Um, so he brings that experience. Um, more than that, he brings um, a quality and athleticism 
um, and uh, know-how at this level that I think we need to add to our group. Um, you know, I think we've all been really pleased, um, um, regardless of what happened to Chorley. We've all been really pleased with what we've got out of the last ten games. But we all, we are as a as a as a staff and as a group very conscious that we need to now look at the next phase. How do we consolidate on that start and look to now rebuild the team and strengthen the team to to say that the, what we've done in the last ten games isn't a short-term target, it's more about now doing that for the next 10, the next 20, and then being real contenders. And um, I think we're going to need to support the group in that in that venture. And uh, absolutely delighted to have Joe aboard, and um, we are looking at two or three more players. So uh, the money's there, the appetite's there, um, and I think it's, uh, the timing's right now for us to, to add players at this stage as we get really bedded into this league and really get look at uh, consolidating what we want to achieve in the league and in the cup competitions to come. So let's now look back. We only have a, a couple of days to look back uh, on this occasion with it, with it being a bit earlier in the week than usual. Chorley was frustrating. Chorley were a hard team to break down and Chorley took three points. Now the dust has settled and you've you've had a bit of a chance to catch up with your players. Just, just tell us your thoughts on that one. <sighs> I hate when you interview me about them games because uh, <laughs> it, it takes me so long to work them out of my head and out of my system and um, I don't like looking back. Um, it was a difficult day and I think on the day that without being negative on our players, I'll get played great credit to to Jamie and his players. Um, they were it was a massive performance from them in terms of the what they put in and the appetite and, and uh, purpose that they had about them to, to win that game. And... Um, you know, people might say we've made mistakes, but they hounded us into those mistakes and made sure that they didn't give an inch, a quarter, a half a chance without you being well earned. Um, disappointing day for us. We learned a few lessons about ourselves and um, uh, it was always going to be one of our difficult games, regardless of form. Um, we, we Being there last Easter Saturday, we knew what we were going to be up against. And um, from our perspective is that we've got to take um, our rough edges and our negative fits out of those games and the Maidenhead games and the draws that we've had and even the Harrogate defeat and learn lessons quickly. Um, but but we, we temper that negativity with all the positivity we've taken from the other games. So, um, And we're in a great position in the league. I'm really pleased with the efforts of the lads. Um, I won't judge them on Saturday's performance. Um, but what's really important now is that we get back to that energy and purpose uh, and that drive and determination to make now sure that we get a similar amount of points for the next 10 games. And if we do that, then we can look forward with real optimism about what we can achieve this season. I know we've spoken a few times in the past about short-term targets and what you see over two games, three games, five games. The one thing that came up on air, both on the podcast with Martin and on, on air with John, is the Chorley result aside, if you had been told at the start of the season that you would be in this position after 10 games, you'd be happy with that, wouldn't you? Uh, of course, yeah, I would have settled for that. Um, I think when you, you know, even when we were at national level, level we talked about 1.7 points from a game being the playoff, um, two points being contenders for promotion, automatic. Um, and I think those stats still apply at this level. Um, again, it's about what you do over the course of a season. If we were looking at this season and saying if we were are we going to find it difficult first 10 games in terms of transition which is going to be our best period it's going to be the first 10 the second 10 the last 10 and based upon history we will always think that we grow into the league and we get better as we go on as we add players and we add more to the players 
Um, so as a start, we're really, really pleased. Um, probably the best start we've had for uh, any level, really. Um, so I'm, I'm pleased that we've um, we've established ourselves, and it kind of consolidates that view that let's get into the league with what we brought out last year. Uh, even if we've lost two or three players, let's bring all those qualities, that teamwork, that ethic, um, that organisation, that structure, let's bring it into this year. Let's get ourselves established, give ourselves a fighting chance to be able to look forward without scrambling around for a point to the bottom four. We've done that, now we've given ourselves a bit of breathing space. We need to concentrate on results, but also now to look at I'm working really hard behind the scenes in terms of squad, uh, facility development, um, because I want to take the club to the next level. And, and that certainly involves being um, more professional behind the scenes, um, better players, stronger finances. Um, and we've got to keep growing the club and we need to keep growing over the course of not just this coming months, but throughout the season so that whatever we achieve this year is a real platform for us to move forward. And that's the challenge now. This time last week, or certainly last Thursday, you were talking about a couple of fitness issues with players, uh, Ben Jackson, uh, Dan Cowan, the, the little question marks over the melee at Osborne. Was, was Saturday, I don't want you to try and look for blame or, or, or look for reasons, but was was that a factor? And will that is that something that you can say, right, we've got a full week now to work on recovery? Um. I don't. I don't do excuses, but there is reasons uh, why teams perform, um, and some of that's the opposition. Sometimes the referee, sometimes the weather. But we look at ourselves and we think that Thursday night's training was probably our most disjointed, um, in terms of the amount of players that sat out training, the amount of knocks, um, and to say that those knocks and those little niggles and those fatigue doesn't affect people is naive. Um, and I think if you look back to last year, we had some incredible Tuesday night performances. And then we had probably our flattest, uh, most disappointing games. Um, Chester on a Tuesday night and then um, Live Spartans on a Saturday. Um, you know, we had Brackley on a Saturday after a fantastic midweek win. So uh, it's very difficult. We had, we had our issues on Tuesday night away games that we had to find some solution to. And we did. When you look at the incredible results at Spending Moore and Chester and all those other games on Tuesday night. And I think that's one of the things that we've got to really work at as a staff and a, uh, a group, is that Saturday game after really high-energy, adrenaline fueled games on a Saturday in a midweek game. Um, and obviously we're going to be having that situation at the end of this month, so um, it's our biggest concern is those games. Um, but uh, like I said, it, I think um, we've had a, a really good training session Monday and Tuesday. Uh, everybody looks fighting fit. We're trying to consolidate on some basics um, that help us... Um, perhaps um, be better in terms of possession, better in terms of the kind of service we give to the front players. Um, it's all right lamenting the fact that they don't get hold of it, but we all have to work hard to give better balls forward and then better attention, better catch-up, better support, and then have second and third phases of play rather than lying on counter-attack and set plays. We need to have a more well-rounded game. And I think that's what we've been working on. Um, I expect a fully fit squad to be training on Thursday um, with the addition um of maybe one or two bodies that we're looking to bring in. Um, the only player that um, probably will sit out this weekend will be Frank Mulhern. Uh, Frank and I have both been to see specialists in terms of trying to see the underlying causes of issues that they have. And um, we feel like now we've got a real handle on their problems. And um, between a little bit of patriarchy, um correction stuff and a little bit of strength work and a little bit of specific training, I think we'll have both of them getting 
much closer to full fitness now because we've got to the bottom of the problems and now finding the solution. So uh, it's nice to have Joe in during this period why we allow those two players to get up to speed. But I'd expect um, over the course of this month that we're going to get stronger and stronger as a group. And um, with the not just the, the recovery from injuries, but also the extra little bit of time on the training ground and also the the recovery in terms of energy and adrenaline going forward. So um, hopefully we had a really, you know, really strong performance this month um, and we've got some real big challenges to look forward to you know with um, the highest place team to come at the end of the month uh, so these are these are challenges that we've got to be looking forward to it's good to hear the, the physical side of the squad and, and, and how everyone's looking fitness wise what does a, a defeat like Chorley do to the mentality in the camp are they are they do they dust down and forget about it get back in training and get to the usual selves because county were riding the crest of a wave in some ways some great results before it does it flatten it down a little bit or is it something they bounce back from? Well, you, you never asked that question after Harrogate, um, which was for me a disappointing result because I didn't think we'd done enough to win the game um, and then put ourselves in a position to get something out of the game and then let it go in the last minute. So equally deflating game. Um, but Dave, Dave was commenting over Monday and Tuesday performance that he didn't feel any difference in the lads. And I think that that's where, um, you know, you won't see me jubbled up and down, high-fiving everybody when we win a game, um, and the same the other way. Um, I think we've got to look at what we do right and what we do wrong, correct it for the next game, regardless of the result. Um, so I think we washed washed that one away. Um, they'll, they'll take a huge sense of lift mentally and physically and emotionally, surely, uh, but we certainly won't be looking at it as being a big hit. Um, I think what it does now is just reminds us of that the intensity and the demands of this level. And then when you look at the league table, you, you know, you can't just raise your game for who you perceive to be better and harder to play against. Um, and the same way you can't look down the league and think, surely, all the shot, Borenwood are any easier than any other games because you only have to look at the snapshot of the results in the last 10 games to see who's beaten who. And it's like, uh, it's whoever wants it on the day and whoever works hard to make those little bits of differences. And that's what we have to do now is just get back and, correct lots of little bits about our game, go back to basics, all those bits that make up our game to correct them and get the best out of ourselves. And um, that's all we're concentrating on. I think uh, there's, there's naturally always a, a a bit of flatness that comes after a defeat. Um, but we, uh, I think they're sensible and they're moderate, the players, and I think uh, the staff are. So we'll have the the same mindset going this week into Saturday and it's a massive game. I'm really looking forward to being back to Edgley Park on a Saturday. Um, it's been a weird set of fixtures to be uh, three Saturdays in a row away from home. Um, so it's nice to be back to Edgley Park on a Saturday and get that great atmosphere and pitches are looking good. Uh, the weather's nice, warm and wet. Perfect conditions for football. So I'm really looking forward to an entertaining, exciting game. And if we get three points, we can we'll forget what's gone on and just keep moving forward one game at a time. With that in mind then, with the, the, the perception of teams further down the table and the fact that we're back at home on Saturday, just, just break down the older shot game for us. What do you what do you see coming up on the radar? What do we need to be keeping an eye on from the older shot camp? What what challenges are facing us at the weekend? Um it's difficult to assess fully how they'll approach the game, but I'd imagine when they look at our home form they'll be um reserved, uh, cautious probably try to game manage. Um, but they're a good side. They've got qualities. Um, you know, despite where they are in the league, they've had some impressive wins. Um, you know, but they, they've perhaps fallen short in the odd goal in games and other matches. So they're not a million miles away from being a 
mid-table or competitive team at this level. Um, you know, and you've got to respect that they've had a, a difficult transition this summer in themselves because they were probably shaping up for the South League and then they're suddenly reinstated, um, which is great because, um, you know, I, I do remember playing there as a, as a, as a, as a league player with Stockport. Um, so it's another one that we've forgotten about that's been in the doldrums of non-league for a while. So another cracking game, I think. They're good football inside, um, got a good blend of quality and athleticism. Um, but a, a real a real challenge for us because the onus will be on us once again to go and win the game and um, I think they'll make it extremely tough and have their own uh, threats so we have to be very, very professional one day. Jim, big game as ever. All the very best for the weekend. Thanks so much. So, uh, Chris, older shot on Saturday, as you said, you know, again, a team, you know, scrapping, fighting. It's at Edgeley Park. That's, you've got that, the fact that the boys will want to right the wrongs of last Saturday back at home. You're expecting a, yeah. a, a, an answer, I suppose, is what we call it these days, an answer. There's, there's a couple of players in that, in that team who've, who've had individual awards this week. Uh, Adam Thomas being put in the, the team of the month. Elliot Osborne getting the goal of the month. Um, Jim was given the the manager of the week. I think it's called. No, it's not the manager of the month, but it's it's another league award. So there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of positivity there that they want to go and prove that that was just a blip. Um, and I I don't think there's too much pressure. If anything, I remember Neil Young when he was county manager, and county had this big unbeaten run at the beginning of the season. They looked brilliant, and um, then when when the defeat came. I remember Neil saying, in a way, I'm kind of glad because it stops people asking me about the undefeated run and is it going to go on all season? Um, which, in hindsight, I'm sure he you know, he would have done anything to swap that defeat for a victory. But I can see where he's coming from in that um, no one was talking about any amazing run, but it's just a little reminder that we are new to this level and even though Chorley came up with us, um, they have qualities that merit being in this division so we have to continually up our game and we've had the memory the, the, the reminders you know that, that these are good players hence they were in the team of the month and the goal of the month has come um, we're in the playoff places so they're a good team the manager's picked up an accolade already so the reminders are there it's it's just a case of putting them into action now uh, and going just to make sure that the latest memory in the fans minds is a positive one yeah, absolutely, and I kind of skipped ahead there. I meant to looking back on Chorley, who did who came out with it with credit, with credit. Who was your player of the week? It's a difficult one to pick, really, because I don't think any of the players will want to walk away and say I did everything. You know, I, I stood out. Uh, John Kieran mentioned Adam Thomas in the game. He said he was the, the bright spark, if you like, the one who was constantly running. But that's what you get from Adam. He's he's the player who you always know, I can tell you exactly how his game is going to go on Saturday. I don't know if he'll get a goal or not, but I know he'll take his man on at every opportunity. I know he'll try and get balls into the box as early as possible. I know he'll track back. I know he'll get back and defend when he has to. I know he'll win uh, balls in the air when they go over the top or if he's clearing backwards if a goal kick is coming coming out towards him. So you could, I have to give it him this week because it wasn't, a great, it wasn't a great day at the office for the team as a whole and that includes Adam there's no there's no way we can point the finger at any one person. It was a team performance. We we win together and we lose together. Um, but Adam Thomas did what Adam Thomas does. 
So if I had to pick one out, then I would go with Adam. And looking ahead to Saturday, can you see a reaction from Jim, a few changes, wholesale changes? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, no, I don't think wholesale changes. I think you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, as the old <laughs> saying goes. Um, we've lost one game after a string of very, very good performances. I think he might choose to freshen uh, you know, a little here or there up. You know, does he... Does he look at possibly bringing in Festus Arthur, who's had this uh, great kind of spirit go around the club? This, this, um, he, he's just got this such infectious personality that that makes you want to bounce along with him. So he might bring Festus in. He, he might maybe uh, give Paul Turnbull or Sam or Sam Walker a bit of a break and push Jordan Keane further up. But I don't think anything wholesale is needed really. He'll want to give Joe Piggott another run out because he's got such rave reviews and he didn't really get the chance to show what he's all about on Saturday. So I think he'll he'll stick with with Joe up front. Um, uh, Elliot Osborne, if there's still a, a question of fitness, we might see Conor DeMeo come in. He might fancy playing Conor at home where he can get the ball down and move it around. But um, I, I don't think anything wholesale. I don't think it's needed. I think just... You know, go again. If 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 another big defeat comes along, then start to look at okay, what's going wrong. But I don't envisage that. I think Jim will lock up. He'll make sure we don't concede three goals again first and foremost. Um, so I expect a, a tight affair because Aldershot will know what county are all about. They'll try to lock up and play a big strong game. So I, I, I expect a tight affair, but I expect County to nick it. And the one to watch, if it was me, it probably would be Joe Piggott because he's the, he he's the, he does have a reputation, and it'd be good to see what that reputation is all about. He's a number nine playing his first home game for a for a big club. You know, uh, okay, he's not wearing the number nine shirt, but that's 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 his role within the team. So you have to watch him because it's this is his chance to say, "I'm here now. I've arrived." Okay, Chorley, it didn't quite go to plan, but you you can't really pin that on him. At home, in front of that Cheedland, where we're looking to get back to winning ways, we're looking to make a statement. It's game number 11, so the league table is beginning to take shape now. This is him. This is his chance to go out and say, I've arrived. And for me, that makes him the only choice for a one-to-watch this weekend. And do you have a... Who's the hatter? I do. First of all, first of all, I said that, I don't know if you noticed, dear listeners, that I said that in such a way that I could cut it out and I wrote the time down because we hadn't discussed it. (laughs) (laughs) The excellent planning that goes into this podcast, we hadn't discussed whether we do have one. It's because we're such busy men. Don't you worry, I'll get get the music in there, don't you worry about that. Dog's upset about something. It's because he knows who the hatter is. Um, So last week, Ian Dowden got in touch on Twitter and this is what we're encouraging everybody to do. Uh, is to get in touch on Twitter and test us because Martin, as everyone knows, we're the fountains of all knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so last week, the clues were um, the clue for who's the hatter were given to us. It was a Welsh footballer born in Bristol. His middle name is James, and he's the current head coach of a soccer team. <coughs> but it, that's like saying somebody who once had legs and arms. You know, it's like. It's very difficult, please. Does he have ears? <laughs> no. Um, so I've gone with Anthony Pulis. Tony Pulis's son didn't have a great stint uh, with the Hatters. If I'm right or wrong, Ian, please get in touch. Let me know. Um, I'd put this out to the floor, be it on message boards, Facebook, Twitter, um, 
I'd say Instagram. We're not really Instagrammers, are we, Martin? No. Um, but you can get in touch uh, with us wherever, or be it on Mixcloud as well, if you want to give us uh, another Who's the Hatter, which somebody did this week uh, on the message board. They, they sent me a message and said, okay, and I, of course I know who it is, and I'll tell you next week who it is, but I'm going to put it out to the listeners. Who is this week's Hatter? Clue numero uno. Numero one. Numero one. That's Spanish for you, that. He was signed by County on loan from Middlesbrough. Clue numero dos. Four years after leaving County, he made his international debut. Clue numero three. Three years later, he joined and played for Liverpool. Now, of course, I know who it is, but do you listening at home know who it is? Uh, feel free to get in touch. All the usual places are live. SCFC on Twitter is the best one. That's where we both pick it up. But you can get in touch on the podcast as well or, or anywhere, uh, really. Who is this player? He was signed by County on loan from Middlesbrough. Four years after leaving County, he made his international debut. Three years later, he joined and played for Liverpool. Who is the Hatter? And it, let us know as well if you think we should have an Instagram account and we'll set one up. If, if there's want, a demand. If there is a demand for a yeah. Stockport County Live Instagram account, we will make one yeah. and we will hire a social media manager. We will. <laughs> and we might even do some live stuff on the podcast. That would <laughs> yeah. be quite interesting. That would be. That'd be Give lovely. that a go. We've got enough technology between us to make that happen. Um, Chris, uh, have a great holiday. Where are you going this time? Uh, I'm off to Lake Garda in Italy. Oh, get you. Very posh, Lake Garda. Proper posh me. Okay, well, um, have a great holiday. Muchas gracias. Bye.